This is Innovating a Bright Future. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Avery Kreibold, with Innovating a Bright Future, where I walk you through the innovative and revolutionary technology driving climate action and laying the foundation for a sustainable future. If you like the second episode of the show on solar cars, this one will be right up your alley because I'm talking to Sammy Ben Hamza, who is developing new products that can turn an electric vehicle into a solar electric vehicle. The company is called Cap Solar, and their vision is incredibly fascinating. Please enjoy. Welcome to the show, Sammy Benhamza. You're a mechanical engineer, an entrepreneur, and a CEO of Cap Solar. Cap Solar is your own company. They're working on modular solar panel charging for EVs that can integrate directly. And you've received some funding and assistance from the Centec Accelerator, which is a technology incubator that allows you to work on your project with some labs and assistants. So what's the vision behind Cap Solar? Well, our ultimate vision is to manage to develop solar panels that will be integrated into the roof of electric vehicles. Right now, we're working for smaller EVs, but eventually what we want to do is really integrate into actual vehicles to permit these vehicles to travel their routine travels almost entirely powered by solar energy. With that, what is the problem with how small electric vehicles especially operate right now? Well, their main problems is that they're powered by weak batteries. They die off uh, pretty fast. And I'd say the second problem is that they're, well, the main problem is that their batteries have a really low range. They travel around 50 kilometers and they're dead. What we wanted to do with Capsular is to allow to extend the range of these vehicles, mostly for companies that use these vehicles as profit-making vehicles. Right. So when we're talking about this, we're talking about things like golf carts, right? Micro-mobility, kind of last mile, maybe vehicle sharing applications. The range is very low. And then when you're charging these things via electricity in one space, it can be pretty expensive for operators. And it's also, of course, using electricity from the grid, which right now is mostly fossil fuels. So what is Cap Solar's solution to all those problems? The solution is basically to add um, solar modules onto the roof of these vehicles. Because one thing with them is that they're small, but they have pretty large straight surfaces on the roofs. So adding solar modules allows them to use this free energy that is solar, solar energy and to actually extend the range of these vehicles by a significant amount. Right now, for example, for golf carts, we're at around 25% range extension, which is actually enough to power the vehicles for a whole week without needing to recharge them. It depends on the, upon the application. And if we go, for example, into microtransit, we allow these companies to travel longer every day and therefore to serve more clients. It makes it a lot more cost-effective, efficient, and kind of easier to operate for anybody who's using these small EVs. 
how does that come into play for cap solar is it basically just a regular solar panel that you stick on the roof or did you have to change it in any way to get that to be able to integrate directly with an ev actually you can use regular solar panels to power them but the thing is the efficiency of those won't be good enough to allow the system the whole system to work well what we want to do is actually to optimize as most as much as possible the use of solar energy into vehicles because we know that current solar energy systems are in use for static applications such as houses and solar farms if you put that on a vehicle which is a dynamic application it changes up pretty much everything so to optimize that system on a dynamic vehicle you need to change everything from the solar panel constitution to the charge controller optimization which will allow the system to give out as most kilometers as possible every day and that's what we're doing so the basics of solar charging are the same as normal but in order to make charging on a moving vehicle more efficient cap solar has had to make some pretty big changes the first thing was the actual physical makeup of the solar panels which changed the chemical processes and in turn how the panel charges the next was the charge controller which as i explained in the episode with primus wind is simply a device that tells how much and how fast the solar panel should be charging whatever application it is being used on and make sure that it doesn't overcharge that application. Cap Solar uses adapted charge controllers to allow for better charging while moving and better overall efficiency of the panels, both of which are essential for the better use of their modules. It is a little bit different than just throwing some solar panels on the roof of a car and connecting some wires up. Yeah, what, what we're doing what we're doing is we're aiming at at least around two times more more efficiency in our application when compared with traditional solar panels. That's a pretty significant number. So does that mean it's two times more efficient for your use, but if you take those solar panels off and just use them to charge a regular battery, is that still two times as efficient? Or is it two times as efficient because it's moving versus using a regular solar panel? Yeah, it's, it's mainly because you're moving. If you put it on a roof, on a traditional roof, it will be a bit more efficient, but it won't be necessary because at the end, our solar panel and our whole system will be more expensive. Right, so there's, some, there's a couple specific things that you guys have changed and now it's allowed it to be used in this different application that solar panels aren't typically used in. For example, one problem we're solving is the shading problem. The fact that the vehicle is constantly moving the shades that cover the solar panels also constantly change and affects the performance on the roof of the house. If there's a shade, it's a big cloud moving over the panel or one leaf over the panel. The fact that it's not dynamic, it doesn't change much in our system versus on the roof if you replace it on the roof. So that means with the shading, it's just kind of reacting quicker to those shading because the shadows are coming and going faster than what would typically happen for a stationary solar panel? It's, it's reacting quicker. And also the fact that, for example, there's one solar cell in the whole solar panel that's covered in shade, the rest of the solar panel won't be impacted. Whereas on the traditional solar panel, almost half of the solar panel is cut off. Like the electricity doesn't flow because there's only one cell that's shaded. That's one thing we're working on right now. Okay, that's a very interesting one. That seems like it could be important for traditional solar panels too. Like you said, they're not moving as much, but there is sometimes those things that can cut off just a little bit, like a cloud or even like 
a bird or a plane or something like that, that it could be helpful to have that kind of modular aspect where the rest of it can still work, even if a little bit of it can't. This is one of the most important aspects of Cap Solar's adapted solar charging. The way that they have tweaked their panels means that even if there's a bit of shade on one specific part of the panels, the rest of the module continues to charge, which is great because when you're driving, there will always be shadows, and those shadows will come and go much more quickly than on a rooftop. If entire sections of the panel stop charging every time a shadow passed over a small part, the overall effectiveness of the solar charging would be greatly decreased, making Cap Solar's solution essential for future users. How fast can these solar panels that you're making actually charge, say, a golf cart? How fast is that? Well, the time to recharge is not really the, the factor of interest for a solar panel. For example, in one of our projects, the client rode their vehicle around two to three hours a day, but the vehicle was constantly outside from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. So it's during the whole day that we were able to recharge the vehicle for 16 kilometers whereas it drove only two to three hours a day. In regards to time, it's not really the most attractive thing in solar energy. <laughs> like you won't buy a solar panel because it charges the vehicle fast. It's not really in that aspect that you need to look at. The difference is the consistency, is what you're saying. You're, you're getting that all day long, so it doesn't have to charge it immediately. Exactly. You're, you're, you're basically driving and it recharges as you're driving. That's a big part of solar cars in general and then Cap Solar's solution. So where can this technology be used? We've talked about mostly golf carts so far, but what are some other applications that this might be coming into in the future? Well, if we're looking strictly for vehicles, it can be used to any kind of vehicle from LSEVs right now to potentially CD electric vehicles such as Teslas, but even buses, because actually the concept behind our project started with coach buses. But if we go past this point, it would be interesting for also everything that's in regards to building integrated photovoltaics, so BIPV, for example, for solar facades in buildings, because one aspect that we're working on is a kind of smart solar panel. And that will be really interesting for, would be interesting for any kind of custom solar projects. Because traditional solar panels, it's we built a 60 cell solar module in large volume, we sell, we put on top of buildings. If we go on a facade solar panel for BIPV, all the panels are different. So trying to find a, finding a way that's, that really optimizes consistency and efficiency will be nice to have for any kind of more customized projects. Don't panic if you don't know what a facade is, because when he said that, I honestly had no idea what he was talking about, and I was pretty lost. It turns out after some Google research that the facade is the front or the exterior of a building. This means that when he's talking about solar facades, it's solar panels that are being built into the exterior walls of the building instead of just placed on the roof. You may or may not have heard of solar charging windows, which would be included in the facade of the building. And it's also pretty cool technology. Sammy sees Cap Solar's technology expanding beyond mobility in the future, and I can see why. The ability to customize the charging more easily than other panels and to charge more efficiently in various situations would make these panels much more effective because typically vertically placed solar panels don't work all that well. 
except at the South Pole, when vertically oriented solar panels are the only solar panels that work at all. Drones also could be interesting. We've had a few inquiries regarding uh, solar energy drones. So quite a few different things. It's not just in the, the micro-mobility or even just the traditional drive-your-car-on-the-road type of mobility. There's lots of opportunities for this. Yeah, there are lots, but we're trying to focus ourselves right now on, on mobility, mobility concepts. When you say drones, does that mean... Does that mean the bigger drones that are like industrial or government operated, not just the little uh, hand controlled drones? Uh, the little, little drones that doesn't work. There's no surface. <laughs> this is a pretty cool technology. I've talked to Robert Hoovers from Squad Mobility. He's building an entire car based around this concept. But what are the big benefits of having solar integration on cars in general? What is the benefit of that? Regarding the fact, the fact that it's integrated or just combining solar energy to vehicles? Mostly just the solar in vehicles, but also the integration a little bit. Okay, solar to vehicles, the, the main thing that you need to keep in mind is that electric vehicles are trying to be the most efficient vehicles on the road. They are constantly subject to solar radiation. So being able to use that energy that's always there and that's free is only logical. For sure, the price is also an aspect, but solar energy is keeping, keeping track with the fast evolution of everything. So it's eventually going to come to a point where it's cheap, it's cheap enough and it's efficient enough to be integrated into vehicles. Now, regarding the integration aspect, you can't just buy an ugly solar panel, put it on top of a Tesla and say, buy my product. Nobody is going to buy it. <laughs> now, if you manage to integrate a solar panel into the roof of a Tesla, and you can't even f see the fact that the solar panel, that's something which would be exciting, both for companies and for clients buying a solar-powered Tesla. Tesla is just a reference because everyone knows Teslas, but it can be for any kind of electric vehicle. So it's one of those technologies. And I think another important part of this is that constant charging aspect. One of the barriers right now to getting an EV buying a Tesla or whatever other EV, everyone knows Tesla, but any other EV as well, is the charging in a lot of places. So if you have that solar charging, when you take into account that most people aren't going very far day to day, you can probably charge your car enough with just solar power for most of your day to day stuff using a squad mobility car or the modular integrated solar panels that you guys are creating and i think that's going to be really helpful for that especially when it starts to get cheaper yeah one one, one art article i read which i found really interesting was regarding the convenience factor people won't buy solar panels because they because they allow them to ride uh, 500 kilometers a day they will be interested in that because it will make it more convenient for them because they travel as you said for example less than 35 kilometers a day and you can manage to get that from solar power. So at the end of the day, they won't have to plug their car to the wall. I'm not, I, can't be, I can't say I'm sure, but I'm also almost entirely sure that would be something that will make them buy the solar panel because it just makes it convenient for them to have an electric vehicle that you don't need to plug in every day. It's just one, one step easier for everyone. And that one step every single day is a big motivator for people to buy something like this, especially when it's just such a cool technology as it is. And people like something that's easy. It's just, it's like sharing a file to Google Drive. It's easy, so people like it. 
it's free, but <laughs> especially as we're getting more and more digital and everything's getting more convenient, mobility has to follow. And this is the solar integration is one of those things that's making it easier for everyone. You mentioned that the main factor is convenience, but what is the economic factor for it? You guys are just starting up, so I'm assuming that it's not radically cheaper than just plugging into a wall socket. But how is that going to compare now and going forwards? Well, the economic economics behind it are right now, as I, as I said, we're focused on low-speed EVs and we're focused to businesses having fleets of these vehicles. So economic-wise, we're trying to allow them to make uh, most profits as possible through solar energy. So it's not regarding the convenience and businesses don't care about convenience. What they want is to make as much money as possible. So if we can manage to give them 15 or 10 or 5 kilometers extra per day, that means they can deliver, for example, in the case of Prelogator, with which we worked, they can deliver 10, 15, 20 more packages a day, and they can make extra money every day for a whole year. So what they want to know and is exactly that, how much more sales or how much more whatever they can make every day to make more money. In the case of actual CD electric vehicles, completely different business model. And for that, we're not there yet. <laughs> so I won't, I won't comment on that point. But right now, we're really focused on making sense economically for businesses. And that does make sense economically for businesses, clearly, because you're getting clients. Obviously, it is a benefit for businesses, which is going to make it integrate more and more. And then eventually, it's going to come into consumer products as well. Exactly. Yeah. We're trying to build a business, which is economic-wise good for businesses. And as long as we make the technology evolve, once we're able to scale up for actual electric vehicles, just for that convenience factor, we'll be able to do so really quickly. Okay, you guys are right now mostly focusing on the businesses and especially the businesses concerning low-speed EVs, golf carts, micro-mobility, shared mobility, but you're also working on a regular-sized EV module. So what's the difference between those two? Well, technologically-wise, I, as I said, like the most important factor will be the integration versus the add-on or the application of our solar module. For low-speed EVs, we're not integrating it into the roof of vehicle because we want first as much surface as possible and the aesthetics aspect is not important for companies. They just want to get more money. And it will be even more expensive if we work on the integration. So we just add on a solar module on their roof. They, they ride with it. And also, if they want to take it from one vehicle to another, they can. For traditional EVs, we want to make it as beautiful as possible. So the aesthetics is really important, whereas it wasn't for the first one. Basically, right now, Cap Solar is developing two separate products. The solar module, which is the one that's available for some markets now, and which we've been focusing on for this conversation, and the large EV integrated roof. The module is a system of panels and power electronics that's placed on top of a smaller electric vehicle which can be moved between applications fairly easily. The integrated roof, on the other hand, is a physical portion of the car body, the roof, which on an EV like a Tesla would be replaced entirely by a new roof which has solar panels built right into the roof. This makes it much more sleek and eye-catching, but it's also a lot more expensive and slightly less efficient. 
The solar integrated roof is, as Sammy says, Cap Solar's end goal to make regular electric cars solar powered, increasing their range and possibly even removing their dependence on plug in electricity sources entirely. It's a pretty cool vision to have. And also,、uh, technologically wise, that's the thing. It needs to be as good looking as possible and as efficient as possible. The price wouldn't be that big of a factor. So, if you want the three main factors, is price, aesthetics, and efficiency. In LLCVs, it's price and efficiency. Aesthetics don't, don't matter. And for traditional EVs, it's、uh, aesthetics and efficiency. Price is still for sure a factor, but if you buy $100,000 Tesla, you can manage to buy a $5,000 solar module. <laughs> it's a bit different. That's an important disparity to make there is that there's definitely a disparity in what people are looking for between businesses and personal use. So I'm surprised by that. Is $5,000 kind of the benchmark that you guys are looking at? Because that's a lot cheaper than I thought it was actually. I, know, I, ju- I just said it like that. But right now, for the LCV one, we're working at around $2,500. And that's already a bit more than what they want to pay for. But if we manage to bring the efficiency on the table, they're ready to pay that. For electric vehicles, I can honestly I can't say a price right now. <laughs> right. That's fair. We don't have the technology ready yet, and we still need to work on the market. But even the,、uh, even the low speed EVs, you say that the 2500 is a bit more expensive than they want to pay. To me, that doesn't seem like all that much. Is there a future where we're looking at electric cars, mostly electric cars, as electric cars come into the market more and more, and we even start to, when we start to disallow the gas cars and diesel cars? Is there a future where electric cars are having a majority of solar integration from businesses to also personal use? For me, yeah, it's definitely going to be the, the future of, solar, of electric vehicles. As I said, it's only logical to have something that, that makes the electric vehicles as most, most efficient as possible. Having solar energy on the vehicle in the future, it won't be as expensive as it is right now, but it will allow the vehicles to be a bit more efficient. That convenience factor again, you just can't beat it, right? So, this kind of goes with the last question, but is this a short term solution while we transition to make electric vehicles more environmentally friendly by using the power of the sun just until we can integrate widespread renewable energy so that we can charge easier? Or is this something that we're going to be seeing decades into the future solar integration on cars? It's funny because I didn't even mention the fact that it's renewable. <laughs> For me, it's just more efficient, it's more convenient. So, that's already the two best arguments we can have. Renewables come on the table because you want to sell it better. you know? I'm not saying that because I don't think about renewables in the future and all that. But for me, it's just you want to make an efficient vehicle, you want to make it nice to have. And solar energy is logical. So, for me, for sure, it's, it's something that is going to stay and live on with electric vehicles as the time passes. So, this podcast is mostly about clean tech in general, climate technology that's kind of reducing emissions and making us more environmentally friendly. But something that's different with this technology and even squad mobility, too, that I talked to a little bit ago is that it's just kind of common sense. And that goes with a lot of these. New markets. I talked to Turntide Motors. They're working on a new motor technology that makes everything more efficient and cheaper. And some of these things 
are going to help us reduce our emissions and they're going to fight climate change, but they're also just common sense. You are going to end up buying them anyways and using them anyways because they're cheaper, more efficient. They get you more sales. They're more convenient. And I think that's that's a really cool part of all of this technology that I've been looking at over the past little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't just be renewable. You need to be renewable. You need to be cool and you need to be cost effective. And that's why organizations such as Solar Impulse, the Solar Impulse Foundation exist because in the future, you can't just say it's cool and it's renewable. You need to be also cost effective and cost logical, I'd say. Yeah, just that general factor of this is something you want to do, whether you care about the environment and climate or not, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's what that's what Tesla did. They said, look, electric vehicles can be nice and can be fun to drive. They came, they made an electric vehicle that beat almost all IC engines. So you can't just say, oh, no, I don't like electric vehicles. Someday, every, almost everyone can drive an electric vehicle that beats almost every car on the track. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool that everyone's going to be having this technology just because it makes sense. Well, I think that's most of the longer questions I have for you. I just have a couple short ones I want you to answer as fast as you can. All right, first questions. Which one do you like more between your low-speed EV modular or the integrated solar for bigger EVs? Integrated. Yeah? yeah okay. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, we started with low-speed because it's like the niche market we're working on, but integrated, that's, that's my goal in life. <laughs> So you work a lot with electric vehicles. Do you think that hydrogen vehicles are an option for the future? Yeah, yeah, definitely. At start at, at the beginning, we I wanted to work on the hydrogen vehicles, but the life kind of drove me towards electric vehicles. Okay, that's interesting. That even though you're working on electric and solar, that hydrogen is definitely still an option. No, you know, solar and hydrogen could work together pretty well, also on vehicles. It's just something that's a bit more in the future in my mind. All right, next question. Nuclear energy, yes or no? If it's clean, as long as it's clean, yeah. If it's dangerous, then. <laughs> but I see, for example, France is managing to work on almost, almost entirely on nuclear energy, and it's working pretty well. Yeah, France is pretty good about that. They're good with their, their nuclear energy. They haven't had any catastrophes yet. I want you to rate the importance of individual action, things like household awareness and also consumer awareness, being conscious of where your products are coming from. How important is that for the climate and emission reduction? One being the lowest and 10 being the most important. Well, that's something that I'm trying to do with my own parents in my household, so <laughs> it's pretty important. But being a consumer, both are interested and important, so I'd say 10. I like that answer. It, it kind of gives power to the people of what they can control, so that's good. If people don't, don't want to buy something, no one's going to buy something and no one's going to sell it. So, Last question. It's a bit longer if you want to take a bit more time, but you don't have to. Looking at your experience in mobility and just what you're seeing in the world in general, do you think we can decarbonize all of the sectors, including mobility, via things like your solar modules to reduce emissions in order to reach carbon neutrality by 2050? The short answer is yes, but the long answer is basically there needs to be more innovations that collaborate to make this vision possible. If I put my solar module on a Tesla, it won't make it carbon neutral. 
there are batteries that can sometimes be and can sometimes not be clean. Now, if someone in the next years comes with a new battery technology that uses water and uh, tree leaves that makes it carbon carbon negative, well, <laughs> you see what I mean. Like there needs to be innovation in the most sectors possible to make a vehicle completely carbon carbon neutral. It can be just one solution that makes everything magical. I agree with that. It needs to be. It's getting more widespread as we go along. There's more innovations. There's more startups like yours starting up every day, every week. But we need to keep going and keep getting more and more because we, we're going to need that across all sectors and all industries, all markets in order to reach that goal. And the best solutions at the end together will make it true carbon neutral or the vehicle as best as possible. It's like that in every sector. For example, a solar panel is built upon layers of different materials. The best materials will be uh, laminated together in the solar panels and it will make, the, at the end, the best and most efficient solar panel. A vehicle will be different layers of different technologies. Together, they will make the best, most efficient and most carbon neutral vehicle. Yeah, that's great to hear that those are all going to come together in order to achieve those very essential goals. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sammy. It's been a pleasure talking to you about your Cap Solar company and all the work you're doing with solar integration. I'm definitely going to keep following along and just waiting for that integrated large-scale EV uh, solar package to see how that turns out. Uh, all the best of luck to you and your company. Thank you very much, Avery. We'll keep in touch. And if anyone has any questions, ask Avery for my contact info. <laughs> <laughs> is there anywhere that people should look before they ask me <laughs> of where to find you? LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Type my name and you'll find me. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I don't know about you, but that conversation was pretty cool to me. Making a solar car from scratch is very expensive. But if we can convert EVs in the way that Cap Solar envisions, I do believe that solar charging cars will become standard. I'll put links to Cap Solar's website in the show notes below, as well as a link you can use to connect with Sammy, which, if you're interested in this, I highly recommend that you do. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it as fascinating and revolutionary as I did. If you liked it, do me a favor and tell one person about it a friend, a family member, a coworker, and get them to listen in. You are the one with the power to get this show out there. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Stay innovative, and I look forward to seeing you next week.